to the Prophecy Club. I went to the President Trump rally last night. That would be Thursday night in Dallas, Texas. And I have to say, I was impressed. I think it will turn out to be one of the highlights of my entire life. I absolutely loved it. So here's the whole story on it. We arrived at about 11 o'clock, and looking back, we probably should have been there earlier. But part of the experience was standing there in line from 11 o'clock, and they said that the doors would open at 4 o'clock, and they actually opened about 3.40. But it was about 5 o'clock before we actually were inside the building and sitting down. In other words, it took us another... Now, again, we got there at 11 o'clock in the morning, standing in line all day long, and that was part of the experience, you know, standing there with in the line with talking with other Trump supporters, most of which were probably Christians. The others, some of them did not look too Christian, but there's a lot of folks out there whose name is in the book of life, but they don't know it yet because they haven't received Jesus yet. But nevertheless, God is not done with them. And I saw a whole lot of the people in that condition. But anyway, we uh, started going in about 3.40, got in our seats about 5 o'clock. And yes, we were way up in the nosebleed area, but at least we have a place to sit. And then they played this loud music for almost two hours. And man, my ears were ringing like crazy when I left, uh, which means I had probably slight ear damage from the loud music, which I didn't care for. But uh, being there in the room with President Donald Trump, I have to say, was exciting. There is something special about him. Yes, the crowd was exciting, but there's something special about Donald Trump. And I say it again more so than ever said it before. I think he is by far the greatest president in my 66 years upon this earth. I think he is our very best president. And one lady said on the way out, he's our best president ever. And she may be right. So I love Donald Trump. Absolutely love him. But we also have to understand he is still human. And there is still a God in heaven that turns the hearts of kings. The Bible says that he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, but the light dwelleth with him. Meaning, God is in charge. And I think that what has happened with this whole Syria thing, I think it is a bad decision by Donald Trump but I think it is God changing his heart. God is arranging these things. This is the part of the fall of America and also the rise of the caliphate. Now, it's going to take me a little while to explain this. And I know that a lot of people, I lose a lot of people when I start getting into Bible prophecy. Maybe it's because that's a little deep. I'm going to try to go a little slower today so it's not as deep for you. But if you want to understand what is going to be happening in the Middle East and ties a little bit to the fall of America, you must understand some of the things I'm going to say. So please understand, I love our President Donald Trump. I love the guy. One of these days, I hope to meet him. I would be very, very blessed to be able to meet him. Very complimented. But at the same time, prophecies about the fall of America have to come to pass, and it may very well be that God caused this to happen. Okay, so let's get to the whole thing about Syria. President Erdogan of Turkey is wanting a new Ottoman Empire, which is possibly going to be given and fulfill the forming of the final dominion or caliphate. This morning, I recorded this off of Fox News. This is Michael McCall, Republican from Texas. He's a ranking member of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Well, look, he's a, he's a NATO ally, uh, Turkey is. We have Insulik uh, Air Base there. 
that Erdogan is a, a difficult uh, partner at times. He, uh, he has uh, bought Russian S-400 military equipment in defiance of NATO and in defiance of Russian sanctions. So he's a sort of a guy who wants to take uh, Turkey back to the Ottoman Empire days. Not so easy to deal with. I do think he and Trump have a sort of mutual respect for each other, if you will. And we're very hopeful that this uh, peace deal can be um, successfully brokered. Sort of a guy who wants to take uh, Turkey back to the Ottoman Empire days. Sort of a guy who wants to take uh, Turkey back to the Ottoman Empire days. I played that part about where he says that Erdogan wants to have an Ottoman Empire twice because that's really the point of our broadcast today. Okay, so President Trump recently pulled troops out of Syria saying that they need to let them solve their own problems, that this is fitting in with prophecy. So let's go to the prophecy. This was the prophecy to Jacob. Genesis twenty-seven twenty-eight. Therefore, God give thee the dew of heaven. I'm not certain what the dew of heaven is and the fatness of the earth, but I am certain of what fatness is. You look that word up and that is crude oil, my friends. Now, today, Jacob is what we call modern Israel. Now, does Israel have oil today? No, it doesn't. However, it will. Matter of fact, I found over 30 scriptures that say in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. And this is part of it. And the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, that would be Esau, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee, that would be Esau. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out of the presence of Isaac his father, Esau his brother came in from hunting. And he also had made savory meat and brought it to his father and said unto his father, Let my father rise and eat his son's venison, that thy soul may bless thee. And Isaac's father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I'm thy son, thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his fathers, he cried, and a great and exceeding bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me even also, O father. And he said, now hang on, let's just talk for just a second here. Jacob, which got the best and the first blessing, became what is today Israel. Now, Esau, for the most part, has become what is in general, not specific, in general, the Arabs of today. And you can tell the Arabs that it's talking about today, the Arabs and their buddies or their nations that are buddies, because those are the ones that are mostly against Israel. So this is really, really important. If you want to understand what's going on in the Middle East, here it is. This is, and this is going to explain it. Okay, so let's go on. Verse 35, and he said, thy brother came in subtly and had taken away thy blessing. And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times, meaning the word Jacob, and I had to look this up, says the name Jacob comes from the biblical story of Jacob's birth, where he came out holding the heel of his twin brother Esau. The name comes either from the Hebrew word meaning to follow, to be behind, but it can also be interpreted as 
to supplant, circumvent, assail, or overreach. Or from the word heal, meaning it had a double meaning. Yes, uh, so Jacob was called Jacob, which does mean the following. But it also means to supplant or to steal another's blessing or to circumvent or to overreach. And see, that's what he did. In other words, Jacob got the blessing that Esau was supposed to get. In my opinion, I think that most of the arguments and the fusses and the wars and the murders and all of the problems going on in the Middle East, it's right here. It's a spiritual problem because Esau, what is today Arabs, were supposed to get the best blessing. What was that blessing? Well, that was oil, the fatness of the earth. I mean, many great blessings. They were supposed to get the best blessing, but instead they got the second best blessing. Now, let's specifically look at the blessing. Let's go on. Has he not rightly named him Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times, and he took away my birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him, listen carefully, I have made him, or what is today, Israel. Today we would say, I have made Israel thy Lord. And all his brethren have I given to him for servants. Okay, that's saying that the Arabs, or pretty much the nations surrounding Israel, are to be servants to Israel. Now, hang on, hang on. Let's just talk a second. It was probably about 1991. I was in the King David Hotel. I was standing there with my bags balanced <laughs> to the front and balanced to the back. I probably had two or three bags on each one of them. Probably I was holding in the ballpark of like five or six bags balanced, waiting for the elevator door to open up. And of course, there were the rest of our group, and we were all standing there waiting for the elevator doors to open up. Finally, the elevator doors opened up, and I started to push forward into the elevator. And about this time, this young man, probably 15, 16, no more than 17 years old, had ran, and he jumped over our suitcases into the elevator first, turned around, pushed the button, and then totally ignored me. I had never been around anything so offensive. How rude. Well, now you have to understand, in 1991, I had no interest in going <laughs> into the ministry. I was not too pastoral. I was pretty worldly. And I did not like him jumping in front of me like that. And so I turned to him, and I got in this little boy's face. And I said, Bub, I said, I don't know where you're from. I said, but I'm from Texas. I said, where I'm Texan, where I'm from, you do that, and you'll be picking yourself up off the floor. I said, you do that one more time, and you will be picking yourself up off the floor. Now, here's the shocking part of it. This young man totally ignored me. It's as if I wasn't even talking to him. It was as if I didn't even exist. Well, later on, I asked the uh, tour host about this, and he said, oh, yes. He said, we Jews, we are the chosen people, and all of the rest of the world are goyon. I said, what? He said, we are told, and someplace in that Bible I could teach you and show you where it is, has to do with Genesis 6. 
all of the rest of the world are their servants. Now, this is part of where they get it from. In other words, Jews think that the rest of the world is their servants and that they're not supposed to even make eye contact with them. They don't even exist. Now, (laughs) you can understand why a whole lot of the world is not like the Jews now, right? Let me read that again. That's what it's really saying. Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. So Isaac thinks that the rest of the world are, or Israel thinks the rest of the world are their servants. <laughs> yeah, that won't win in friends and influence people, okay? <laughs> it's not a good rule to follow. But that's, that's, what they, that's their interpretation of this. Now let's go on. Their servants, and with corn and wine have I satisfied him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said to his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also. O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Now this is important. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, listen carefully, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth. And that's what he said of Jacob, which of course is today Israel. Thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, or crude oil, and of the dew of heaven from above. Now, here's the key. By thy sword shalt thou live. Let me say it again. By thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass. When thou shalt have the dominion, listen carefully, it shall come to pass that when thou shalt have the dominion, Keyword dominion. I'll explain that in a second. That thou shalt break off his yoke from off thy neck. Now, here's the way we would say that today. You're going to be blessed with crude oil and whatever the dew of heaven is, of which I still don't know or understand, other than maybe just blessing with crops and things. And by thy sword shalt thou live. Now, let's talk about that a second. Most of the Arab world today are mostly Muslims. And most Muslims... Instead of, you know, like a Christian, you know, they have a little charm around their neck. Maybe it's a cross or something like this, or maybe they put some kind of nice decoration on their wrist, and they think that's jewelry. But most of the Muslims, their jewelry is an AK-47 hung around their neck at the age of nine. (laughs) If they're not killing each other, they're killing you. And so to a certain degree, Trump getting out of the Middle East is certainly wisdom. But again... I'll explain to you how that's going to pave the way for Russia and Syria and basically most of Turkey to come down to attack Israel, probably once at World War III, but absolutely positively at Armageddon. So in the long run of things, that's not going to be good. I agree. I don't want to see the blood of Americans spilled there. And I agree these endless wars are crazy and stupid. But being as we know this... It kind of could be actually the hand of God. Now, let's back up. Let's, let's summarize what it's saying. So Isaac is going to give this blessing. Jacob comes in, steals the blessing. And the blessing says, I'm going to give you the dew of heaven, the fatness or the crude oil of the earth, plenty of corn and wine. Let people, here it is, real important. Let people serve thee. Nations bow down to thee and be Lord over your brethren or your brothers. Let thy mother's sons bow down to thee means basically all of the world is going to be your servant. Cursed be everyone that curses you and blessed be him that blesses you. 
then, then Esau walks in. Well, don't you have a blessing for me too? So he says, okay, okay, here's your blessing. You will also have the fatness of the earth, dew of heaven, but by thy sword shalt thou live and shall serve thy brother and it shall come to pass that when thou shalt have the dominion. Now that's the key thing. When is it that the Arabs will have their dominion? long time ago, I used to think, oh, well, maybe that's the discovery of oil. Actually, that's not what we're talking about here. You know, say anything about oil gives dominion. What gives dominion? Answer, I think it is land. All right, now let's move to the next thing because that's going to explain what the dominion is. Now let's jump to Daniel chapter 7. Now you remember this is talking about the four beasts. The first beast was like a lion or England. Coming out of that is the eagle's wings, or America, and is made to stand upon a feet as a man, meaning America is taken out of the British, or out of England, and made to be a whole nation, and a man's heart was given to it. Then a second beast comes up, like unto a bear, that's Russia, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto the, Arise and devour much flesh. And after this, another like a leopard. Now, we know the bear is Russia, and we know the leopard is the Muslims. Now, that's the point, which had the back of it four wings of a fowl, which means it will be four nations that make up this beast. Four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads. Here it is. Here it is. Look at that word. That's a big word. That's the word we've been searching for. And dominion was given to it. That's the answer. Meaning. That when you see the leopard or the Muslims given a confederation of four nations in which each nation has a head, but those four nations work together as one, as the leopard, that will be the dominion. Okay, do we see that now? No, we do not. When do we see that? I believe we will see that when the caliphate is formed. And I believe the caliphate is going to be the following nations, based upon other scriptures. Libya, Egypt. Now, remember, Iraq-Iran is counted as the arms of silver. Iraq-Iran is one nation, spiritually or prophetically. Okay, so if we have Libya and Egypt, Iraq, Iran, and what is the fourth nation? Probably it's going to be like Syria, Turkey. Now, I know that Syria has been a separate nation. We could be, and it could be that it'll just be Syria. But my best guess is probably it's going to be Syria, Turkey, and probably the Antichrist comes from that Syria, Turkey area. There are scriptures that says Syria. There are scriptures that says Eastern Iraq, which is today Western Syria. And there's also scriptures that point to Turkey. But in general, those could, especially with Erdogan, trying to form his new Ottoman Empire, which is probably the caliphate, meaning that when Erdogan completes his new Ottoman Empire, he's probably going to call it a caliphate. It will probably involve Libya, Egypt, and then remember Iraq, Iran is one, that's totaling three, and then Syria, Turkey. However, with what we see today, it could be Turkey, that's one, it could number out this way, Syria, two, Iraq, three, and Iran, because Iran is kind of in that whole thing. But the point is, when we see a Muslim confederation of four nations 
four nations that come together that act as one beast, that will be the fulfillment of the word dominion. And when they have the dominion, they shall throw off the yoke of Israel. That means that at that point, they're going to have their own nation. And apparently, I believe Israel is going to be emerging World War III with the grass of the great victory, get back all of her land. The land is going to be from the Euphrates all the way over to the Nile. And so if that is true, then that would kind of tend to knock out Libya and Egypt, which I had suspected might be the case. So if that is true, then probably the best possibility for those four nations would be Turkey, Syria, Egypt, and Iran. The point is, what we're watching for is a caliphate or the old Ottoman Empire to be revived, which is what Erdogan is talking about. When we see that, that is the dominion. That is the fulfillment of Genesis 27, verse 40. By thy sword shalt thou live and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass that when thou shalt have the dominion, there it is, the dominion, and then we go down to Daniel 7, verse 6, and it says, And this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl, that's four nations. The beast had also four heads, so that's four nations with four leaders, and dominion was given to it, meaning that God will give the Esau's, or the Arabs, a caliphate, a four-nation confederacy. When we see the four-nation confederacy, then the fourth and final beast can rise, meaning the world government. So, brothers and sisters, you can watch carefully, and there will be a forming of a caliphate or a four-nation confederacy that has four heads, and it will be formed into one beast. When you see that, then they will break off the dominion that Israel has on the yoke of the neck of the Arabs or Esau. So in summary, I think that America getting out of Syria is the hand of God, but I think at the long run, it's not going to be good. I think that we will see Turkey continue its fight, or at least it will conclude with Turkey winding up with its caliphate, and probably that caliphate is going to be Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Iran. That four-nation confederacy will form a caliphate, and then they will go down and attack Israel as part of the rest of the world that attacks Israel. Now, there may be an attack for War Three, but there is definitely going to be an attack for Armageddon. If there is a ministry that the devil does not want to get their message out, it has to be Prophecy Club. We has to be at the top, or at least close to the top of his kill list, a ministry he'd like to stop. And I do not know why it is that so many other ministries have people that stand with them on a regular monthly basis, but we can't seem to get people to do that. It just seems like most of our donations are kind of catch as catch can. A number of years ago, we set up the Partaker program. This is for people that want to be ongoing supporting Prophecy Club, and they want to partake in the souls that they believe that God is going to give to this ministry. And he has said he's going to give us thousands upon thousands of souls and oil in Israel and sports stadiums filled with people, all kinds of wonderful and precious promises. However, a partaker is someone that stands with us every month. And here's the way it works. Now, yes, you can send in a check if you want to. You can put it in, get us the money any way you want to. But most people will set up a credit card and just, here's the way it works. You just say, okay, on such and such day a month, 
go ahead and hit my card for this and such. And we do. And if you ever want to stop or change that amount, a phone call will change that. Matter of fact, a phone call is how you get it all set up. Just call Joe at the office. She is primarily the one that answers the phone and say, I want to be a partaker. That's all you have to do. And then the rest is pretty much curtailed to whatever you'd like to do. However, it would be so nice if every month we had a number of partakers so that we didn't find ourselves turning around from time to time saying, help, <laughs> help, we're drowning. Uh, it would be so nice to just know that at least our basic expenses are covered. At least we have some people that we know are going to be standing with us. So if Prophecy Club has been a blessing, and if the Lord has blessed you, would you consider possibly becoming a partaker? Here's the way you do it. Just call 785-266-1112, 785-266-1112, and I don't think that that's available on our new Prophecy Club app, which, by the way, is getting great reviews. If you haven't downloaded it, go to either you know one of the app stores, either Android or iPhones, free to download. It makes following Prophecy Club so much easier. But anyway, 785-266-1112. 12, ask about being a partaker, 785-266-1112, ask about being a partaker. Okay, hey, I just checked, and yes, the new app will have a way for you to join and become a partaker. You just go to the About area, and then you click on Partaker, and then follow the prompts. So the Prophecy Club app, available at the App Store for free, will allow you to become a partaker I think also the Lord will bless you more because it's showing that you're supporting Prophecy Club on an ongoing basis. We put together six DVDs, five titles, valued at $160, all for a gift of just $40. That's less than $10 a DVD. First one, what's wrong with Halloween? Dr. Jack Clooney is a ranking authority on Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of occult and occult activity. He helped investigators from the FBI, CIA, OSI, Border Patrol, and dozens of police and sheriff organizations across America in occult-related crimes. The average Christian has no idea of the influence of the occult in crimes. America's Occult Holidays by Doc Marquis. Doc was raised in an Illuminati family, trained as an Illuminist, and attained the rank of Master Witch, third degree. He has been a Christian since 1979 and appeared on and consulted for The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Geraldo Vera Show, Hard Copy, Inside Edition, Unsolved Mystery, he reveals how all American holidays are designed to be used as an occult numerical pattern originating from the Illuminati. Discover the real truth behind the popular holidays like Christmas, Easter, Halloween, Valentine's Day, May Day, and other traditions of men. And learn the truth behind occult practices like trick-or-treat and May Day. Occult Holidays Revealed by Stephen Dollins. Stephen is an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He reveals the truth and the true origins behind Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and the world's most celebrated holidays, including Is Christmas the Real Birth of Jesus? Is Easter Celebrating the Resurrection of Christ? And What is the Hidden Agenda Behind Halloween? The Occult in Your Living Room, also by Stephen Dollins. Stephen exposes the subtle devices used to infiltrate the homes of Christians and non-Christians alike to lure the young and the old into the practice of witchcraft and Satanism. Discover the evil truth behind today's crazes like movies, video games, and role-playing fantasy games. These devices initiate our children into the world of the occult by making evil appear to be cute. 
such as Teletubbies, Pokemon, and others. Vampires and werewolves, real or fake? Bilson Evelyn was a voodoo priest, Wiccan high priest, second-degree member of the Church of Satan, a New Age guru, occultist, channeler, 90th-degree mason, and a Knight Templar, vampire initiate, and member of the Illuminati. Due to the increased media exposure of vampires, werewolves made to appear seductive, many people are becoming intrigued with evil. All six DVDs, five titles, $160 value, all for a gift of just $40 at prophecyclub.com. It's called the Occult Holidays Gift Offer, and if you order by October 25th, you'll get it in the lower 48 states by Halloween. That's the Occult Holidays Gift Offer. Six DVDs, five titles, gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. Back in 2017, God helped me to memorize the book of Revelation. God showed me that the word first fruits is actually a secret door linking the Feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, allowing the end time events to be placed in chronological order as never before. One prophetic word said it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time into obsolete books. 